What's the password? Rabbit hole. Ladies, <laughs> gentlemen, and secret society members, welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Podcast, where we do mediocre research and give our unwanted opinion on a topic that you probably don't care about. This week I'm joined again by my co-hosts, and this week we're going to be covering uh, something we've touched on a little bit before in the past, but uh, we're going to kind of deep dive into more of its offshoots and um, stuff of that nature. So... I'll just go ahead and, and uh, spill the beans on it, I guess. We're going to kind of go into Bohemian Grove again. And to give a brief overview, if you forgot what that was, um, Bohemian Grove is a restricted 2,700-acre campground in Monterio, California. It belongs to a private San Francisco-based gentleman's club known as the Bohemian Club. So, um... It's a large like campground basically um, where people can go the the word on the street is that people can go here and kind of have um, high-end business meetings talk about uh, kind of things that they would like to keep secret uh, business deals patent ideas um, Politics stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of politicians that are known for being a part of the Bohemian Club such as Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon uh, Both the George Bush's um, As well as many actors uh, in, in mainly in like the 60s and 70s 80s kind of era Clint Eastwood uh, Robert De Niro, guys yep. like that. Um, so, so one of the things that Bohemian, Nova's, Bohemian Grove is actually known for is hosting meetings about the Manhattan Project, which is something that I found out recently. Um, if you don't know what the Manhattan Project is, it was the, the project that, that led to the atomic bomb, the creation of the atomic bomb. So uh, the people that led the Manhattan Project, Ernest Lawrence and uh, Robert Oppenheimer, as well as many other nuclear scientists and uh, rocket uh, propulsion scientists and stuff like that, met here to discuss the Manhattan Project. Mainly because it's a place where you know that, and we'll get kind of into this more and explain um the reasonings behind it, but it's one, it's a place that you can go and you can speak and see you can speak out loud things that you would normally have to keep secret mm -hmm. because um, they kind of have a pact there, and everybody's kind of under the same agreement that what stays in the grove doesn't leave the grove kind of thing. Yeah, know? what's the my, uh, my... what's the phrase? The phrase is like um, something spiders. Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on, I read that earlier. Weaving don't don't weave your webs. Oh. Or weaving spiders come we not here. Yeah. yeah. My understanding yeah. was though they they literally blackmailed each other into um, 
So yeah, basically, so we'll get we'll get into that. Um, yeah, if you want to go ahead and. I mean, it it just well, I mean, it it just basically it was a way they had to trust each other because they all had dirt on each other. So, I mean, if if one was you know everybody knew something dirty on everybody else and in fact i believe they did things actually in the grove that led to the blackmailing portions of things like they had to do it or else they were out well it was essentially them they had to out themselves right to show that they were trustable yeah they were 110 percent on board with whatever went on there no matter what it was Right. So they had to go out yeah, and get caught so, doing something, or like they they really wanted to get caught. Yeah. Just so to prove, that, hey, you can trust me. Isn't isn't just for like these secret business meetings and discussing politics and stuff like that. It's a way for, for these, because as a higher end person like this, um, a celebrity or a politician. You kind of have eyes on you at all times. Well, in the Grove, there's no cameras or anything like that allowed. It's all secrecy. And so they're kind of able to ex um, exercise their sexual uh, and more deviant fantasies, kind of, is the idea behind it. Um, with each other. Well, not just with each other, but with, like, anybody in general. Like, I mean... That's a Bohemian Grove is a place where you would be allowed to bring your prostitutes and your drugs. And in fact, I think they brought them in by and droves. Be able to, and be able to act freely upon those desires. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, um, one of the things about Bohemian Grove that... Because um, as of now, it kind of sounds like a harmless club. Like, yeah, these people are... <laughs> um, we really scratched the non-harmless things yet. Yeah, uh, well, these people are kind of like um, just doing business meetings and having fun and partying kind of thing. You know, it seems relatively harmless. But as you kind of touched on already, the way that they kept the secrecy of this place was by having dirt and blackmail on each other. And um, I'll get into that. There's another group um, called Skull and Bones, which I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Skull and Bones, but it's kind of the same. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Skull and Bones in a previous episode. Yeah, back in, yeah. Back in Cults um, of Trafficking, it was mentioned a little bit, I believe. Yeah. Skull and Bones is kind of the same thing. It's a little less... Uh, open to its membership i believe like bohemian grove seems to have like all sorts of, the bohemian club um, you have actors musicians yeah uh, they have kind of figures. a wide range of people uh, yeah. skull and bones is kind of stuck to um the college right the alumni that have attended yale university but now skull and bones is in a way i mean they're not actually they're not connected to the freemasons but they're kind of the same idea correct or they, are they aren't they they they're all well, i don't know the freemasons not necessarily but i think the skull and bones and the bohemian grove are loosely connected so let I me think a lot of these are connected, connected. to one another 
let me hop in real yeah. quick before we get too far into the Bohemian Grove, um, into the meat and potatoes. Let's get a little history. So Bohemian Grove is located in Monterio, California. Okay, the first meeting of the Grove happened in 1872. Where the name Bohemian Grove actually comes from is Bohemian Grove started off as a Catholic gentleman's club. Okay, and their patron saint is Saint John of Nepomuk. St. John Nepomuk is from Bohemia, which is the Czech Republic, if you're not familiar. Um, that's why it became the Bohemian Grove, um, because of that connection there. Um, now, supposedly, anybody can join the Grove. But what it costs you is it costs you $25,000 a year in annual dues, Good. and the wait list is 14 years long. So... The, the Grove is a lot more inclusive than Skull and Bones, as you're saying, but um, there's definitely still yeah. a lot of things you got to go through to get to it. Oh, yeah. It's definitely got a pay, like a, a wall to it. Yeah. Now, if we want, want here, I have cult. a list. I spent the entire hour before this um, getting a list of people that are in Bohemian Grove. Like members of it? Members of Bohemian Grove. There's some pretty interesting ones in here. Um, from both sides of the political aisle, as well as there's a couple people that have been confirmed there in the town, but have not been confirmed in, um, actually our current president elect has been to Monterio, California. So there's that. Now, a couple other mem big members here. Um, David Rockefeller is, is, a, is a big member. Henry Kissinger. Bill Clinton, of course, we already said both the Bushes, Colin Powell, Newt Gingrich, Walter Conkright. Actually, we'll talk about the 40-foot owl, but the 40-foot owl has like a voice box at the bottom of it, and that's their big thing that they pray to and they, you see in the pictures, and actually it uses Walter Cronkite's voice. Like they've recorded uh, now, sayings. Who was the guy that created – there was actually uh, – who was the one that actually – built the owl or designed there was somebody that designed the owl and uh was also a member of it as well let me go through a few more of these members real quick because there's some okay. pretty some pretty high pretty high-end people still on this list I'll look donald rumsfeld you. reagan nixon fdr as in franklin delano roosevelt eisenhower clint black the country singer it's kind of an oddball one in there jack london Michael Bloomberg, then former Democratic presidential nominee Michael Bloomberg, um, Clint Eastwood, and this is my personal favorite here, someone who has came up in at least three of our episodes, Warner Von Braun, <laughs> the head of NASA and a former Nazi SS scientist. Hmm. Wow. Um, I, I mentioned Oppenheimer too. That yeah, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was also a. Uh... No, he wasn't. Well, the the man that designed that? the owl. He was German, the... but he wasn't. Yeah, I think he defected uh, prior to. I think so. The man yeah. that that he was from uh, Germany. That designed the owl was Haig Patigan, um, and he was actually the president two different times. Um, and it was constructed back in the 1920s. So, so who's who did you say the voice was that they used? Walter Cronkite. Okay. Now we're talking about the 
if we want to discuss the owl. Now, I'm not sure if it's the actual statue that they use or if they actually build like a uh, an effigy of one. But they also have, which we've not really got into the crazy shit they do here, but they actually um, have what they call fake rituals um, where they burn an effigy of the owl, but they also burn a another quote-unquote fake body of a child. Um, well, so didn't it start out as being just a bundle of sticks that represented the child, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it moved to a actual like dummy, basically. And, and yeah, and it looked very realistic. Um, but what what they are supposedly um, worshiping whenever they are burning the owl now is is the figure Moloch, mm-hmm. um, and Moloch is actually a biblical figure. Um, in fact, it's mentioned in the Bible, I mean, multiple times, I believe. But uh, it's it's actually a Canaanite god associated with child sacrifice. So um, if we want to get – if we if we kind of want to get into the, the dark stuff they do, we I, I feel like we should start here because to me this is the weirdest, scariest part of it is the fact that we have some of the most influential people in history – Getting together and worshiping a god that's associated with with killing children. Um, so, I mean, you, you know, the, and the, they say it's fake and that it's just fun and that's a way for them to kind of get some things out of their system. Well, explain to me why they're having basically a a cult ceremony going on way off way off into the middle of nowhere where no one can really see what is actually happening what's on your chest though that, that you got to sacrifice a child exactly you know and and you know and everybody and coming the these people they like it it's almost like they uh view themselves for the lack of the lack of a better word as the new world order almost like they are the ones that are going to be roll this entire world into because it's not just people from the United States right i mean it's no it's it's worldwide yeah i mean it's it's a, it you know and it makes you wonder if if they are blackmailing each other, and I'm talking about – from what I, my understanding is, is these guys go there, and they have gay sex with each other. And oh, it's, okay. and it's, it's, not, it's <laughs> not really – it's not really because they're homosexual. It's more because – Which there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing – I mean I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But a lot of these <laughs> guys, they, they classify themselves as, as heterosexual figures but it's more of a dominating like i'm you know it's a sign of domination over i'm assuming new members or you know and if you want to become a new member you've got to be initiated it's kind of like hazing um 
and except to the new extreme, and then they hold that over your head until well the rest of your life. Because to me, once you join this, there's you're, you're too far gone already. Like there's no there's really no redemption factor after you have kind of joined. Now, I mean. We, we, we've not really got into the whole Illuminati, um, Skull and Bones kind of thing, but to me, this is the same group of people that you would classify in the Illuminati and Skull and Bones. A lot of them are associated together, and they associate themselves as as really the people that are running the world. Right. Uh, Tristan, I think when you were Skull and Bones research... Um, did you come across, um, I, I came across this personally, but I know you were reading up on the Skull and Bones. There was also a, a similar um, sexual... Yeah, so um, Tyler kind of just jumped, just ran through, I gave like a basic overview of everything I kind of want to get in depth on. So <laughs> I'll start off at the... Um, I don't know where to start off, honestly. All right, first, I have this tab pulled up now, so I'm going to talk about Moloch first. So, yeah, they burn the... So, they gather... Along with their partying and their business meetings and stuff like that, they also conduct rituals at um, Bohemian Grove. The burning of the owl, the burning of Moloch, or the worship of Moloch, burning of the child, whatever it is. Um, that's only one of them. Uh, there's a lot of supposed like satanic type rituals that they do there. But this that that is the most famous one. They pray to this giant 40-foot-tall owl statue, um, which does yeah can represent Moloch. Moloch can also be represented as a bull. Mm-hmm. Um which is where you get the term like brazen bull from and stuff like that. And we just talked about but, that in our last episode too. <laughs> but Moloch is known for devouring children, which if you listen to our Colson Trafficking episode, um, you would know the connection that we made between Bohemian Grove and children. But that's not for this episode. Um but yeah, that's just one of the things they do there. They do these weird Satanist-type uh, rituals. But as you were saying, Christian, yes, uh, there's a connection in a lot of these secret-type societies where if you're there's a member... There's some sexual they, thing to get in. Yeah, if you're a member, they basically... The older members want to, one, have control over you. It's a mm-hmm. power-type thing. Exactly like in prison. In prison, you hear stories of men getting uh, raped all the time, strictly because it's a power thing, you know? Yep. yep. Um, and these secret societies kind of do it as well, but in a different form, I guess. They basically... It, it is rape, but it's consensual. Right. In a form. Like, they, they, they tell you... They know like, that hey, it's going to happen when you they have get there. to. You have to like this, and you have to enjoy this, yeah. and you have to have fun doing this. Or you're not. That in. way, we can take pictures of you having fun doing it. Yeah. Um. That way, like we said earlier, they have the blackmail upon somebody. 
So mm -hmm. that's the thing is in in these groups, everyone's dirty. Well, everyone's you know... dirty, and everyone has something on someone else. So if you spill the beans on this guy, he can come back and tell your he can air out your dirty laundry too. You know, he can find the skeleton in your closet as well. You know, there's um, there's a, an actual quote from from uh, Richard Nixon, and and I mean there's actual recorded audio of it. And, and I'm going to read the quote here. He says, The Bohemian Grove, which I attend from time to time, it is the most faggy goddamn thing you could ever imagine. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean... It, he said that on you know, video. There's a, you can find a video of him saying that. Yeah, and I mean, it's recorded. And the, and the audio is really... I mean, it's really hard to hear and understand. But that that is what he says. And, and there are pictures of Nixon there. And, I mean, when you think of Richard Nixon, I mean, you don't think of him as being a you know, into that kind of stuff, but I'm sure he partaked because they all partake. I mean, that's how, that's how you are initiated. And I the, mean, part of the deal, it's part of the deal for sure. And I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's a weird, it's, it's a, it's a weird kind of, you know, to, to, I guess to be at that status in life that you would do anything for more power. It just kind of shows how sick and demented people get well, – men, because that's something we have not mentioned, is women cannot be a member of the Bohemian Club. They used to not even let women work there. Cover today. No. None of and, the, all the societies that we're going to cover today, all the societies that I'm going to talk about, are men. the groups I'm going to talk about are men. Yep. Well, I... Skull and Crossbones, I think, has recently actually opened up their Skull doors to women. Skull and Bones. Skull, Skull and Bones. Sorry, sorry. But I think they've recently opened up women to be allowed into them. As long as they're okay with a bunch of old ex-presidents. Now, well, I mean, I'm yeah, reading right here. Letting them all the way in, though, like they may let them be. I think so. Group or whatever, but are they letting them? into well, the the secrecy because i mean it is like skull and bones is, is an, a known society so basically these big college these big fancy um ivy league schools like yale princeton harvard they have uh at a normal school you have a frat right you have mm -hmm. like the greek fraternities yep at these higher end schools you have societies um and there's a bunch of them uh Scroll and Key and Wolf's Head yep. is just two more that are just at Yale alone. And Yale supposedly has over 15 of these secret societies where it's basically just groups of students that come together and do these like... Because fraternities do the same thing. They do all sorts of weird, goofy, gay right. stuff. Um, and just they all they always have some sort of strange rituals and stuff. You know, and I think what a lot of this breaks down to is it's networking. You know, even in, in yeah. at our level, we join professional groups to network. You know, we you have your LinkedIn, you're joining professional groups on LinkedIn to network. That is a small-scale version of what this was originally meant to be, is a way for them to network. Do you and then to it's, think of some of the – Tyler, you kind of don't really have the experience of this, but – I can say personally that infantry basic training for the army 
has a sort of cult aspect to it. At the end of our cycle, we go to um, a place called Honor Hill, and it's locked with gates, and they have to, you have to pass a thing called the Bayonet March um, to be allowed to go into Honor Hill, and you go in there and you drink a special drink called Grog, and they light a giant bonfire, and they talk about the history of the infantry and all that stuff, and they walk around and hand you your cross rifles. There's a little bit of that at the end of the day, CJ. I can see your screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, they give you your cross rifles. And when you go back to the bay that night, um, even separate platoons have their own thing. Like my platoon went around and gave each other their blood rifles, which is basically where we put our cross rifles on our chest and punched each other and basically pierced our cross rifles into our chest. And we wore them like that for like an hour that night. Like everybody just walked around bleeding all over the place from stabbing themselves, basically. It yeah, was, but I mean, you but you never you never worshipped a demon god, correct? Well, some of those dudes there probably did. Some of them. Were, <laughs> we had a guy. We had a guy there that literally um, classified himself as something. I think I didn't remember what. But every Sunday, uh, the drill sergeants had to take him off into the woods to let him cast spells. And, oh, he was Wiccan. And yeah, basically, yeah, he would like build a prayer circle with these little rocks and stuff like that. And, Dang. Yeah, cast spells. But I mean, you know, throughout history, you you have lots of different groups that have, you know, a, a ritual that they perform. It's it's just it's just something. It's initiation. It's it's something that they do, you know, either yearly or they have certain times of the year that they perform things like that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, they're, they're, stuff like the military, that just, you know, to me what you described, to, I mean, it's a little weird, but it's just fun. I mean, it's – It's it's camaraderie it's, is what it is. Yeah, it it's, exactly. It's celebration. You that... all are – you all are, you know, you just got out of basic training. You're, you're – you're, you're men now. That's the way I view that. It's kind of a step from now that we're we went men. from a grunt to being a man. <laughs> to me, though, these are what we're talking about with these higher up groups, the elite of the elite rulers of of the world. To me, it's 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 beyond fun now. It is it is gotten to a point where it is um, it's almost it's sick. And it's they they get a they get a thrill off of off of knowing that they do have this power and that mm -hmm. they that they do control so much. Now, what we know they control, I mean, we don't even know what all they control, and that's the part that scares me. Is I mean, as many people that are there, I mean, it's because it's, it can be thousands of people. Can't yeah, there's 2,247 members. Exactly. Think about that. That many people in one location, all worshiping a, a, basically a demon God from the Bible. It's, it's, it's just, it, it makes you really wonder what the entire agenda is. Now, I, I, we, we try to stay we try to stay pretty unbiased in, in our conversations, but Alex Jones, the Lord and savior that he is <laughs> all hail, 
has actually infiltrated oh, a great conspiracy bohemian great grove conspiracy. before and and you know i i have i've been currently trying to finish up this the, his latest uh uh interview that when he he was on rogan here a week ago and i've been listening to it off and on for the last couple days trying to get it listened to it's like three and a half hours long but um he Jones has he has actually stepped foot in there and witnessed the ritual. He has witnessed the gay sex. He has actually been he was actually hit on during there trying to get someone to initiate in in gay sex with him. He uh, also can't blame him. <laughs> he, especially after we've seen that picture of him on Facebook. Man, what a sexy dude, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But he he also um. <laughs> He, so you're gonna think we're a gay cult now? No. <laughs> he also cult? um. Yes. Gay. He, maybe. Definitely. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. He he actually I mean he's seen people like Danny Glover there, which mm -hmm. when you think Danny Glover, you think what? Like what would what would Danny Glover have to do there? Clint Eastwood goes. I don't know. I think we've mentioned Clint mm -hmm. Eastwood yeah, before. He's you know, and I mean, it's just these people that we have idolized for years. Like I, I when I growing up, I loved the uh, the Man with No Name trilogy, Clint Eastwood's films, his westerns. I loved them. Think that I still think that they're great. They're great films, and we have seen Eastwood direct films like Letters of I from Iwo Jima and Flags Flags uh, of Our Fathers, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that are very, in my opinion, very um, well done tributes to our country and to um the the men that sacrificed their lives during world war Two. not only not only from our side but also from from the other side as well um and but it just makes you wonder like is is clint eastwood really for america or is he is he really for something like a one world government where these these elites they rule it all and we are the peons and and actually we're even lower than a peon we're we're i feel like that they think that we are nothing we are scum and it just it really makes you it really makes me i don't know how it makes everybody else feel it really makes me sick to my stomach to think that i i have idolized people throughout the years that more than likely have their hand dipped into this association. You know, it is really funny that you mentioned one world governments because it is very, very, very frequently brought up when you talk about Bohemian Grove that Eisenhower actually held a lot of the meetings um, that laid the groundwork for the United Nations at the Bohemian Grove. It would not surprise me one bit. That now that is, um, he did not refute that he did hold meetings related to the United Nations founding at the Grove. Now I'm I'm assuming and that, probably that's a one world government. You yeah you exactly and 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 that's the thing right now that that especially with what's going on in the country right now at the election and I'm not going to get political at all but I just. It makes you wonder if we are not closing in extremely quickly on a at least at least the foundation and the beginnings of a one world like government. Um, 
and especially with with the way society is changing and how how rapidly society is changing to the give me give me attitude um it just really makes you wonder because when you have these elitist like like we have and then now we have our our society leaning more towards the the hard left of things and the hard i want to be given everything instead of stepping forward and taking initiative it it makes you i mean it makes me wonder if that's not what we're headed towards is some sort of a one world like government which if you, if you're a christian and and you are um you know and 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 that is your your belief then the end of times that's where it ends is the the new world order the 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 one world government which is which is uh led by eventually led by the antichrist and you know the, 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 it's the end of the world interesting so it's kind of like ragnarok it, 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 yeah, I mean, it, throughout history, there's lots of different there's lots of different views on on the ending of I'm the just, world. I'm just teasing you. I know, I know that, but I mean, but really, I mean, no, you're right. It it is it is a modern Ragnarok that well, not modern because I mean, I'm sure that there are still plenty of people that are Vikings that think that the Ragnarok's going to happen, and hey, it may be Ragnarok. Who knows? But I mean, you CJ know, knows. I, I feel I feel like that these clubs and and we've not really we've not touched on the Illuminati yet, but I feel like Skull and Bones, Bohemian the Bohemian Club. I feel like they are the Illuminati. I don't feel like the Illuminati is necessarily one association. I think that it is a conglomeration of multiple associations that are the elite groups that are that are that are ruling the world, whether we want them to or not. And that's that's the thing. We don't. We will never. And, and these these groups have been in power for generations. This is not just a new thing. These are people that have had been running and ruling things since the beginning. And I mean, they stay hidden, kind of. I mean, anymore they're not really even hidden. A lot of them are right there in, in plain sight, and they're open about things. They don't necessarily discuss what's going on, but I mean. If you think about it, they're not they're not they're not hiding anymore. They're here. And I go back to and and Jim Carrey is a I I I appreciate what he's done for the film industry and I think he's hilarious sometimes. There are other times though that he is and, and especially over the last few years, he's kind of gone off the deep end and lost his mind. But here, it's probably been seven years ago or so. He was on, um, I believe it was, it was one of the talk shows. Yeah, it was like Leno or it. It was one. I think of it was them. Leno. And he comes out and he has his uh, he has his hand made into a triangle, and he keeps sticking his tongue out through that triangle, and basically. I don't feel like he was mocking the Illuminati. I feel like he was literally coming out on stage and telling every single person watching that show that it's real. And I might be mocking them right now, but 
they're in control. That's kind of what I felt like. I felt like it was almost not necessarily a message, but him coming out and saying, listen, you guys are screwed is what the way I took it as. And the, it's very disturbing for him to just be coming out just out of the blue. That's He does, doesn't even get set down. Until, I mean, he's doing this as he's walking out. And, you know, the Illumin the, for those that don't know, the Illuminati symbol is a triangle that has an eye in it. The all-seeing eye is what it's is what it's called, and it is. If you flip over the one-dollar bill, it is actually at the very top of the pyramid that is on the on the back of the one-dollar bill. It, in fact, it is the top portion of the pyramid. The all-seeing eye is the basically the symbol for the Illuminati, and there's a. I, my, I'm a little rusty on my Illuminati lore, but I mean, the, it it is basically the Illuminati is all these groups, in my opinion. I don't know. You yeah, all, so, you all tell me what um, you think. A lot of people, I'm gonna. A lot of people uh, think the Illuminati is not a real thing at all, and I don't know about like a modern day Illuminati, but. Um, the Illumin the the phrase the title whatever Illuminati comes from the Bavarian Illuminati, which was a real thing and it was an Enlightenment era secret society founded in uh, 1776 in Bavaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know, 1776 is a pretty important date. <laughs> Pretty important and year. That really America. is strange that um, it was established in May, the same May year. May 1st, 1776. So yeah, that's really uh, two weird. Months, two months before the United States was founded, pretty much. That's really weird. I didn't know and that. It was, and it came out of Bavaria, Germany area, which um, also, if you don't know, was a very... Uh, I wouldn't say they were the main enemy of England at the time, but they were a pretty significant um, rival. They so did send us a lot Europe, of mercenaries. Europe in 1776 uh, was very volatile. Uh, you had England, France, Prussia, um, Germany first kind of starting out, all kind of vying for control. Um, but anyways... My conspiracy behind this is basically, so the Bavarian Illuminati, their goals was to um, oppose superstition, obscurantism, um, and religious influence over public life and the abuses of state power. Now, if you want to talk about the Illuminati nowadays, um, that's their definition, is state power. But... So the Bavarian Illuminati started on May 1st, 1776. Two months later, uh, the United States decides to um, establish as an actual declare independence from England and basically start the Revolutionary War, which took up a majority of England's attention um, and kind of took their took their eye away from the other side of the pond um so and to make the connection there george washington is a known freemason Mm -hmm. 
uh, as well which, as uh, most again, of the other founding fathers are known Freemasons, which is again a secret society. This one's a which is actually, um, which I think the Freemasons have like currently they they are they're getting a lot more flashy. I mean, it's everywhere oh, right no, now. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's very like there is. I mean, I literally society. drove. I don't even know where I was the other day, but I literally drove by a Freemason like headquarter building. Yeah, and you see people. <clears throat> that they could be where it is. Lodges all they have Masonic yeah. lodges all over the place. There the, there's one right over by the Civic Center in West Plains. I actually got there. courted one time to join the Freemasons. Well, I for those that don't know, I want somebody that kind of can, can someone explain what Freemasonry really is because I I'll be honest, I don't I'm not up to date on working on it. Anyways. Okay. So, they're a secret society that's not really secret. Um, they have secret meetings and stuff like that, and you can only get in if you're a member, kind of things like that. But whereas Skull and Bones, Scroll and Key, Wolf's Head, places like that are more about um, high-end, rich, political power, stuff like that... Um, Freemasons are more kind of focused around blue-collar type stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so the degrees of Freemasonry retain to three grades of medieval craft guilds. So back in medieval times, uh, blacksmiths, um, other types of like crafts and stuff like that. I can't really think of anything else right now. Um, Cobbler. Yeah, basically. Thatcher. Old style uh, crafts, where today we have like um, normal carpenters, masons, plumbers. carpenters, electricians, plumbers. You have apprentice, journeyman, and master. Freemasonry follows along the same kind of route in their membership um, and their their uh, positions, basically. And they are more think of like a union. Um, Freemasons are centered heavily around uh, union organizations. So any, like, if you have, like, a, the Iron Workers Union, the Electricians Union, a lot of those dudes are Freemasons because they kind of coincide with the same thing. Uh, Freemasons well, are all about protecting um, hardworking, like, blue-collar type people. But now are they associated? I mean, go ahead, CJ. So the Freemasons are actually – so what I've, I've been just kind of reading about for a little minute now, and it says like I, like the Freemasons is uh, directly correlated to the New World Order. Like all like these other groups. Well, so the – but this point, it, like, it literally states, whereas like, like all the other ones, like the, the Bohemian Grove and stuff like that is just kind of a – Cult, that they're doing some, they're doing some shady stuff, you know, worshiping some stuff or whatever. This, like, the Freemasons are the 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 conspiracy is that when the world ends, the Freemasons will usher in the new world order, like create the group, and, and you know the new world order and everything. Really, I'm getting a lot of feedback right now from somebody. But. Um, uh... The, the, uh, the history of the Freemasons uh, comes from the Temple of Solomon, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. The word is that the um, builders of the Temple of Solomon were the first Freemasons. They started the group. 
So, well, and a little bit of you know the 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 Illuminati is is you know associated with the New World Order as well. So that's why it really makes me it really makes me wonder if if the Illuminati and and that. I'm not going to lie. I have always felt like the Illuminati is a real thing. And, and you know, you get labeled as a conspiracy theorist, blah, 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 blah. They're, to me, uh, any any more a conspiracy theorist is somebody that is actually awoke to, to some of the real BS that's going on behind the scenes. And, you know... I'm, I, I feel like it's just a label that has been given to people. And... If you really sit down and, and you and you do research or you or you you know you it, it don't take long until you kind of start seeing what's really going on behind the scenes and they want to cover it up and make it look like it's all innocent and that there's nothing really going on but I think that the vast majority of people are starting to kind of realize listen there's some shady stuff going on and it's it's it just makes you it 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 just really makes you wonder what the full agenda it really is so um real quick I might as well go ahead since we're talking about freemasons um go ahead and share my experience with you know being courted to get into freemasonry um and I, and I don't want to you know, I have I know a lot of people who are Freemasons, and I respect a lot of these people um, greatly. And I don't want to throw your organization under the bus, but just from my from my outlook of what I saw when I um, went to the luncheons and meetings I went to, and then when I was explained what was going to happen, um, this is just kind of a, a brief overview of that. Um, I've actually two different times I've had somebody ask me if I wanted to uh, apprentice. One time it was someone I greatly respected, and they um, they just brought me to a couple luncheons and a couple things like that, um, a couple like informal things that you didn't have to be a member to go to. Um, just meetings, kind of meetings. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it'd be a little more informal than meetings. It was just like lunches and things like that, right? Okay. Um, and we'd sit down, we'd talk, we'd chat. Um, they'd pray before every um, the start of every meeting. Now, are we talking about like? Praying to God. Like, okay, well, I'll, yeah, I'll get there in a second. Okay. Um, they pray to something, okay? Now, what I was told, now, I am I do not think this is wrong. I was told this by both people who tried to get me to join the Freemasonry. You have to believe in some form of monotheism, as in one God. Okay. So, you'd have to be Christian, Islam... Judaism, you could not be uh, Hindu or something like that, that that was more polytheistic. So what I just read was that um, you just have to believe in, in a higher being. Right. Which, I mean, would it, would, which, being. no, yeah. no. From what I was, what I, what I read was that it was, uh, I mean, to include paganism and uh, Satanism and, Everything of that sort, too. Well, that you just had to. I mean, that might be the case, in... but you're not getting in if it's not a. A. Yeah. I mean, that might be their. Their quote unquote slogan that they have. That, you know, you just have to believe in something. But I, I mean, both times I was very strictly told that you would have to be essentially of the Abrahamic faith 
to get in. Um, So, you know, whether that's Judaism or Islam or Christianity. And that might have just been those lodges, too, that those lodges weren't going to take it by any, because those lodges kind of operate like small little little state governments, you know, or little local governments. They can kind of set their own precedents as well. Um, But, I mean, it didn't seem like like an overtly evil thing or anything like that. You know, it was just... um, there's no sacrifices. Or yeah, I mean, like we didn't lunch. kill anybody at lunch. There was nothing like that <laughs> happening. But the one thing that stopped me, I will tell you, I almost did it, but the one thing that stopped me is there's a ritual that you have to go through. Much like Skull and Bones and all of these areas that I was not willing to do at the time. Now, rituals aren't that big a deal to me. I probably would have done it nowadays. But Are back we then, talking about... <laughs> what are we talking about here? So <laughs> Domination type. Don't sacrifice? Not no. Really anymore. Okay, so so here's how it was explained to me. You wear a tunic, a white tunic, um, that just covers like one side of you. Um, like so essentially like an old Greek style tunic. I don't know. So what. like a toga? Toga, yes, that's what it looks okay. like a toga. Okay. You're like a toga. And then somebody has a sword and you expose your breast, and they cut you across the breast. So is it up to leave a scar, basically? Exactly. Um, like, some kind of proof that you're there. Um, yeah, I mean, but, like, back then, I was, like, I was like 20 years old. I was like, you know what? I don't know. That sounds a little weird. All I've ever done is missionary. What do you mean? Exactly. <laughs> now, now I'd be like, you know what? Slash me across the chest. Slash I don't me. Care. That, I'm, fine. I'm fine with that. That's okay. Punch That's... me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> the bloodier, the better. Exactly. So it wasn't like just this overtly crazy thing, but there was still something there. There was still something that you were going to have to be willing to give them to be part, right? Now, did they keep your blood? I mean, no, was this I something? So. I mean, was I that something that? I mean, I didn't I get mean, that far, but okay, because I mean, just that. I mean, that's really, truly really scary, kind of, you know? Because what happens? Yeah, if I mean, they I don't want some guy cutting deep. my nipple off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what if what if he cuts my nipple off? Yeah, like, what if he, like, takes that sword and he cuts you all the way down you know, to, and guts you by, by accident? Yeah, or maybe, you know, like, you ate his helping at the last... And he's pissed. And he's and mad, he wants, and yeah, now exactly. he's going to cut your nipple off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I, mean, I, mean, I don't want that to happen to me. You know, and, and it just, you know, and there's probably Freemason... Uh, uh, buildings and and all over the you all over the are they all over the world or are they just united yeah, states I, I mean i believe they're a worldwide organization well they were so they were it was originally within like the like in england right mm-hmm. yeah i mean they tried like like tristan was saying earlier they traced their roots all the way back to the guys who built king solomon's temple oh yeah freemason in judea masonry is a worldwide um topic so I'll, I'll kind of jump into it a little bit here. So uh, Freemasonry is, yeah, it's tied to New World Order, world government type stuff. But the weird thing about that is um, it seems to be very centered in, like, its political ideologies and stuff like that. Whereas Freemasonry actually is... Um, very hated among like far right and far, far left wing uh, groups. So uh, the the libertarians? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, the Nazis hated Freemasons. 
Um, Saddam Hussein, when he changed the Iraqi uh, legal and penal code in 1980, he made it a felony to practice um, Freemasonry. Huh. Uh, It's it's very, very... um, Anti-Masonry is more associated with uh, anti-Semitist... You guys know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, yeah. Semitics. Anti-Semitics. Anti-Semitics, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, and so anti-Masonry is related with anti-Semitic and anti-Zionist groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, I just it, found that weird that, like, I, I, even though they're a secret society that's all, like, supposedly, I'm not going to, because like Krishna said, I do know some um, Freemasons, and they're, like, good dudes. So I don't it, it just makes you yeah. it makes you wonder though like can can you be associated with associated with more than one of these societies oh, like I'm can sure. you can you be a member of all of them and I it mean, also makes makes you wonder if there isn't just one person that is behind the scenes running all of them together you know what i mean hw bush if i had to guess i mean could be i mean George Bush is in Skull and Bones. He's in the Bohemian Grove. And he's also a Mason. George W. is? Yes, George W. So if George W. is, I'd bet my left testicle that George H. is. I mean, probably. And George H. was... Long before he was president, he was the more, most powerful man in the country before that when he was the director of the CIA. Back when the CIA was running drugs all throughout South America and Southeast Asia. Ooh, calling them out. I mean, I mean, we all know that's what happened, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> Future episode, don't you worry. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, talk, we'll talk about narcotics, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, so, even on top of that... George W. H. W. Think of the companies that they own. Um, what's the oil company that they they created? It starts with an H, I believe, or that they're big members of. Um, Here, I'll I'll get that information for you. Hold on a second. Uh, Arbusto Energy was founded by George W. in '77, and HRG Group is what it's called today. HRG. Yep, Harbinger Group and Zapata Corporation. Which, and if we remember during... That isn't either one of those, but anyways, um, the, the, I, the thing that I'm getting at here is uh, oil kind of ties in with a lot of this. I mean, that's where the world gets its um, power from in and I don't mean power as in like political power, but like that's literally where we get our energy. That's how we turn on our lights. And that's how we fuel our um, way of life today. So people who own those companies and people that, that have the deciding factors on those companies are the ones with the real power. I mean, um, well, yeah, I mean, for sure. And, and think about the people Rockefeller, from like Saudi Arabia. Rockefeller got rich Saudi from like steel, Saudi didn't he? Steel, yeah. Okay, yeah. stop everything. Stop the presses. Stop it all. What's up? I just stumbled across something that is definitely going to be a future episode within the 
within the bush oil thing here, okay? Salam bin Laden, Osama bin Laden's older brother, was one of the lead investors in Arbusto Energy, the one that George W. founded in 77. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to say a second ago. I remember back when George W. was in office, and I mean, I was a kid then, but I remember he was um, criticized often for having ties in with the the oil industry. Um, I mean, I, I strictly remember people get because that when gas prices were going up and and that kind of a, and and that all started to happen. Like a lot of people, and and then even the war on terror. A lot of people thought that it was, you know, because everything that was going on over in the Middle East. A lot of people were thinking that, you know, but yeah, I mean, he has been criticized before for having the dealings in. So that honestly does not surprise me at all. What you just said. Yeah. So okay. Uh, just to touch on this a little, a little bit more. But yeah, we can definitely get to this in a future episode. Um, the Bin Ladens, Osama and his family, uh, are very big uh, oil sheiks in mm-hmm. the Middle East. Um, they, well, and- own one, they own some of the largest oil fields in, in uh, the Middle East. Before 9-11 happened, uh, this kind of gets into conspiracies that I don't really like. I don't like talking about 9-11 conspiracies a whole lot, personally. But, yeah, me either. I, I have my personal feelings um, there, too. Just to kind of touch on it a little bit, to not get too deep. Before 9-11, there was a lot of meetings between... I can't remember if it was HW or W. H, I believe. Of them, H. I believe. I think so. Had business meetings with bin laden mm-hmm. so uh, that guy you said salam, salam bin laden salam yeah, salam bin laden osama's brother yeah and there's uh what's the claims that um salam left the meeting angry and that one of the things hw said to him was if you don't make this deal we're going to come for your brother and that makes sense because why he was the one Osama, that was right Osama for was already known at, Osama was already known at that time for being a uh, Islamic radical and causing a lot of problems in the Middle East. He's been doing it for you know years and years and years. Um, all through the '90s, he was doing some pretty wild stuff over there. So. So that. That's kind of um, one of the 9-11 conspiracies is that... I've never heard that one before. Salam left that meeting angry, didn't do what the Bushes wanted him to do. Um, because of that... So we're we going to say your brother up for... ...on yeah. Osama and went after him. Okay, that's yes, that, and Salam crazy. also... Salam died in an airplane crash in Texas. That's when? What did you have a date? 88. 88. So right before the first World Trade Center attack. Which was in what, 89? Something like that. I can't I mean, remember. That, okay, That's this, when they put the bombs in the bottom right. Yeah, we'll have we'll, we'll table this for a future episode. I'm yeah, definitely going to yeah. I'm gonna note this down. We'll come back around to it in a future episode. Back to the Colts. We've we've got yeah, off on We've this. tracked down the rabbit hole too far. No. But, I mean... With, with all these groups, like I've said multiple times now, 
they are, in my opinion, they are all connected, um, and they all do some really shady shit behind the scenes. They, in my opinion, are the elites that are running the world, and that their main goal is to have a one-world society. And, I mean, to me, and, and, and I'm not saying that COVID is a conspiracy, because I have had COVID, and I have... And and, it, it, and and Christian, you've had COVID too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we—it's not fun. Thanks for calling me out there, Turd. I'm calling you out. I'm I'm not <laughs> gonna go. I'm not gonna be the only one. It's not it's not fun to have, but I do feel like it is something that is being used worldwide, not just in the United States, but is being used worldwide as a way to have some sort of control over the population in terms of you have to follow these guidelines, you have to do this, and to me, they are conditioning our minds to almost be ready to be sheep in a one world government that's where i'm where i'm going with all this and i are we close who knows i've there's been people that have thought we were close back in world war ii that we were getting close to this kind of stuff that's been going on 80 years now but i mean it's just to me Everything that continues that is continuing to happen, it's making me almost feel like we are very we are we are getting close to some sort of a finalized, established one world order being ran by these groups that are sacrificing fake children at a bonfire and having gay sex with each other. There's that. There is that. There is that. There is that. So anyway, I mean who who knows though? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Like, I mean, if if you're Christian again, I mean, you uh, most Christians believe that there is going to be an antichrist, and if there is an antichrist, then more than likely he is a member of all of these groups. That's why I asked earlier if if there you can be a was member one of more than person one. that was in multiple or members? one exactly, you know, and you know, and the antichrist is a reflection of Jesus. And, and, you know, he is going to be, well, the, the fake Christ, and he is going to be, so he's still, he's going to be a young person, 30s, he's going to be, you know, but it's, in, in my opinion, being involved with these associations like that would be the perfect way to get a foothold and start really running things in the background until he does come out front, if you believe in that sort of thing. You so know, hard, I, though, I mean, because <clears throat> literally... There's I, I there's at least fifteen people that have been labeled the Antichrist. Like this is it. He's he's the Antichrist. Well, to me, but, I mean, Barack the Antichrist. Obama, Here we go. Barack, o- Barack Obama was the la- the last one that I'm uh, that I really know of that people thought. Oh my God! And I don't think people necessarily thought Barack was the Antichrist, but maybe the beginning of the Antichrist. The harbinger. Yeah, and and that's harbinger. And whatever. <laughs> the to 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 me he may have still been i mean you know who knows who knows i mean we, we've talked before you know if we all don't necessarily believe on the same on the same wavelengths as a lot of other people believe but i mean if if the bible is is telling the truth then we are getting close to in my opinion the end but i feel like every Five years we are 
we're getting close. closer to the like, end. Like this is it. This is the year. And like All every, the time. literally, exactly. that's what I was saying. Back even, I mean, World War Two, World War One. We've always had instances of the end of times is coming. And you know, once 2012 hit and we made it past 12, 21, 12 or 12, whatever it was, we, you know, it kind of opened a new a new door to which you know. A lot of people think the world actually exactly. did end. And... You just said it. It's already ended. We didn't make it past 2012. Yeah, we, we, we did so cover that. We covered this. I've talked about this before. I don't know why you guys don't listen to me. Yeah. Well, this I, is I wasn't. I missed, 2012, I missed that or was it 2012 version 8? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in repetition cycle now. And it's only going to get worse, in my opinion. And, you know... The, the these are these are the groups that are making it worse and they they get off from making it worse because it benefits them in the long run and there there's really nothing like this is really sad and scary to say but there's really nothing that us as, us as individuals can do because i mean it they will always be in control always which is really scary to think about. It is. I definitely agree. Um, we are getting dangerously close to our time limit for this week's episode. Um, Tristan, you kind of started us off. Do you have anything um, that you would like to, cult-wise, like to close us out with? Um, I didn't really make my final connection earlier between make it. the whole... Freemason and Illum Bavarian Illuminati thing. Okay, go for it. Um, but yeah, so like I said, Bavarian Illuminati started in 1776, May 1st, 1776. Uh, two months later, the um, United States declares independence from England. Uh, George Bush and a lot of the founding followers were known Freemasons. George Bush? So... George Washington <laughs> and a lot of the founding fathers were um, uh, you know, another Freemasons. George Washington so... <laughs> is George Bush. George Washington Bush. You need to time stop. Traveler? <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, time traveling. We'll get on that one, won't but we? But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. We already did. You missed it. Uh, Dang. Anyways, connection uh, there. Uh, that... that um, the Illuminati, because they're known for that kind of thing, right? Inciting rebellion and um, controlling governments and stuff like that. That's kind of um, what they do. Right. So that's just the connection I make there is that they, they uh, maybe the Illuminati started the United States, you know? Right. I'm very, very well anyways, possible. Which really yeah, would make sense. I kind sense. of rambled a little bit there. But. No, I mean, that's, that's a great connection to make. I, <laughs> I think that's um, really kind of uh, what a lot of people are scared of, right? That maybe we, we, we've already progressed past the point of no return with that. We are well past the point of no return. You know, and, and... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you oh, sorry, okay. I'm going. <laughs> when you see the members of these groups, uh, that's that's who they are, is the people yeah. that control the things. And um, they're not just like, 
they're not just powerful rich people mm-hmm. they're people that actually do control big things like that like right uh secretaries of treasuries and you know uh, people that control cur- like world currency and they're just they're really powerful people um that not only have the money and the influence but actually have the knowledge of the way these systems work is what i'm getting at right yeah i mean and we, we kind of come back to a lot of the same things with a lot of these episodes especially when we're talking governmental bodies or ruling uh powers that be you know even back in in into the nazis um episode with you know nazis escaping the rat lines that these are heavily intertwined with each other. It's nearly impossible that there is not some behind-the-scenes shadow government things going on just because of how all this has operated and how all these people have filled all these separate roles and um, throughout all these different governments. I mean, like, I'm telling you, Werner von Braun is there's something there's something completely else going on there that I, he's literally came up in four episodes now whether it's Colton trafficking whether it's you know Nazis escaping via the rat lines um, whether it's his work with um, rocket propulsion when we we're talking space travel and stuff something going on with that guy and now secret societies now secret societies so I don't know to me it seems like a little bit more than just a conspiracy Oh well, speaking societies are kind of at war with each other. Maybe, maybe we said that um, Freemasonry is kind of like against uh, anti-Semitic groups and stuff like that. So maybe the Illuminati and these Bohemian Grove dudes, maybe the Illuminati are the good guys, and they're just trying to—they're actually trying to work towards a sort of utopia where everything's nice and good. Maybe now that's a conspiracy I've skull, not heard before. Maybe these skull and bones and Bohemian Grove dudes are evil Satanists, uh, baby killers, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. either. But. It. I, I mean, like we said, it, it might be conspiracy. It might be something more than that. Speaking of conspiracy. This podcast is sponsored by Threadweird. If you're listening to this podcast, then it's safe to assume you're interested in aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracies, and space. Maybe even secret cult societies. If you're interested in expressing those interests, go buy some clothes. That's uh, www.threadweird.com. It's T-H-R-E-A-D-W-E-I-R-D.com. And use the promo code RABBITHOLE for 10% off at checkout. You know, and I've I've already ordered from them two shirts and a clock that said that has an alien on it that says <laughs> it's time for butt stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I I'm telling you, I, they'll they'll be right up your alley if you've made it this far into this podcast. Yeah. They have I, a mug of an astronaut flipping the bird, so if that just seems to tell you anything. Gonna gonna have to get that one. Boys, we're we're closing on on 10k as well. So yes, actually, we, we're over 10,000 followers. Followers. Um, our likes were within a hundred. Yeah. So. So. Anyway, it's it's getting real. 
But, hey, I think we've touched some really interesting points tonight. And, uh, I mean, we can always – this is our second time bringing up – You need to not talk about touching stuff <laughs> with the con – you know, the things that we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Will anybody have anything else? Anything else? No, I, don't, I don't have anything else. All right. Then All later, gentlemen. peeps. Thank you very much. Yep. Thanks, everybody.